Welcome to Simple Talk, Simple Truth with your host, Renee Maimon. Good evening and welcome to this broadcast. Blessings to everyone. This particular session, it's been on my heart and I've been seeing it often and was compelled to do an audio on this. But the title of this is basically... Folks, we don't have to help God in finding the one that he has predestined for us to spend the rest of our life with. There are some people that he's called to be married, and there's other uh, folks that he's called to be single and serve in, in his work. And either one is fine. However, we see a lot of the church now operating no different than the world. And we're also seeing the side effects of the same things that happen in the world is now going on in the church. And so I don't know why we feel the tendency to trust God in other areas of our life, but then when it comes to meeting someone, we right away come up with our own checklist. And this is basically how the world does it. They operate by a very temporal checklist. Uh, Sometimes in the church, it could be having uh, a common interest in a certain aspect of ministry, and then maybe a particular attraction to that person's character and whatnot. Both sides may come from somewhat of a decent family and we're mentally already putting together a checklist. Oftentimes, the heart is already moving in that direction without stopping. And this is where the critical point is here, folks, is stopping to... um, Get before the Lord right away, right away. And and God's going to let you know, Lord, is that somebody that uh, I'm to pursue in this specific area? Is this basically a, uh, a cooperative in ministry? Is this going to be a brother, sister in the Lord, a spiritual friend? You need to stop right there before you allow your heart to skip a beat if that makes any sense. Not everybody that comes to your front door is from the Lord, if you understand what I'm trying to say with that. Um, Not everybody that crosses our path is for reasons we think they are. There's a whole array of reasons why people cross paths. And on the other side of things um, in the world, and I've seen it also in ministry. Christians, uh, loneliness can be a motivator. Uh, Where it becomes very concerning is when people have baggage, and we all come with baggage. We all have things in our life that the Lord is working on. But what happens is oftentimes both sides of the coin Uh, People are looking for that other person to carry that baggage or to help sort out what's in the baggage. 
And where it becomes convoluted is when that person is also coming into the picture with their own baggage. And each side is expecting to swap baggage, expecting the opposite person to basically sort it out and handle it. And that person can't even handle their own baggage, much less be able to take on somebody else's luggage. You know, the weight is so critical because God, more than anybody, wants to see a successful spiritual union. There's already going to be trials and tribulations in that as well. We're living in a fallen world. We're not in a perfect world. And sometimes there's tests and and what comes with it, folks, whether you're single, whether you're married, the tests are going to be there until we master them, you know. But we've all, for those of us like myself that has, you know, we've heard God maybe say no, or God say wait, or God say this is not the one. And we sometimes avoid going to God because we're going to, or we're we're afraid he's going to say, no, we don't want to hear that. Well, right there, that's an indication that you already know something is not right with it. Because when God brings it together, there's no question. There's no doubt. It just comes together in such a way where you, you know that you know that you know And I've seen unions come together like that. And it's just amazing. It's it's something that's just so wonderful. But majority of them don't. And there's no more commitment. You know, uh, as soon as certain checks come off that list, maybe a couple years down the road, that's when problems really begin. You know, it's a shame because I have found even Christians maneuver just like the world does when it comes to these relationships. And folks, there's also something very concerning going on in the church now, uh, where as long as God loves me and God accepts me and God has unconditional love and all the, uh, the basics, which yes, God does love us and God does have unconditional love for us. But what happened to the conviction now when you've got, you're seeing people living together and there's no, there's no matrimony in this. There's no coming before the Lord together in a union where he is the common denominator in this spiritual union. It's not there. And the church has now meshed terribly with the world. You know, I have met some really nice people um, as clients and um, friendly, cordial, polite, uh, decent people. I would not have really known they were a Christian and come to find out that they attend a church that you're well aware of and they participate in Bible study and some of the other aspects of what the church has to offer. And you also know that they're living in a situation that Christians are not called to. And there's no conviction. There's no shame. 
there's no perimeter or boundary or even the words, you know, of a person saying, you know, I ended up in a relationship that I found myself in a backslidden condition. I'm needing prayer to make things right. Uh, it's not even there. It's just accepted. And, you know, that's another aspect of things. And I don't want to get off into that subject because there's some real, real potent scriptures pertaining to that with what Paul had to say when he visited a church and found out there was a young man in there that was having relations with his father's new wife. And we know how Paul said that needed to be dealt with because that brings in a spiritual cancer into the body of Christ. And God absolutely does not condone it. And for the rest of the believers, you know, there is a warning to those maybe on the outside of that or sort of maybe involved in the church, that specific church and whatever. And he tells us that we're not even to have a meal with a person that is living in sex in. We're not to unite with that. And there's two reasons for that, folks. Number one, the more and more and more you're around uh, the compromise, so to speak, you're going to gradually dilute yourself. And eventually you begin to hear the enemy's words that will come and say, well, who are you to judge? You know, we're, we're to even judge ourselves. And we're to be accountable to each other so that we're, we're walking. You know, if God has handled these areas in our life, we're to be accountable to each other. But that's one aspect of it. The second aspect of it is if we continue to show that it's so accepted and embraced and we don't want to offend we don't want to, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the word of the day or, or the taboo they put on it is judge that person. What that does is it signals an acceptance that it's okay for these people to continue doing what they're doing. And eventually there's no more conviction. They'll block it out completely. Because they want to continue that way, and they're going to go more by the acceptance of the church who is somewhat embracing it to forego the ideology of offending them with a judging aspect. Both sides are now in error. And then it spreads throughout the church. Well, you know, we're in the 21st century, and Things have changed and, you know, God understands and God still loves and, and, and yes, God understands and God does still love. But when it comes to marriage, it is something so unique and so ordained by him that it's on his terms. And there's reasons for that. There's reasons for that. So, you know, I want to go back to the pitfall of people who feel 
it's really up to them now. They've got to be the one looking. They've got to be the one searching. They have to be the one joining all these Christian dating sites. No, folks. No. That's really not it. You know, dating sometimes can really be a catch-22. Why? Because the further along that gets, somebody, one of the two in most cases, their heart is going to begin to develop emotions and feelings where the other one may not. And so now you've got one of the two in a lot of cases that's kind of using the other person to forego their own loneliness. You, you talk about a deception and a hypocrisy. Where does that leave now the person whose heart began to become motivated in that? It will leave them with a broken heart. Because right when it comes to the point of commitment, somebody's going to check out. And they say, well, you know, we were just dating and you see where I'm going with that? It's not right. If you come across somebody and you're already beginning to feel a nudge of the Holy Spirit, yes, immediately connect with the Lord. And you begin to pray about it. Why? Because you don't want to end up in something that wasn't from him to begin with. I mean, how many times have we bypassed the Lord because we wanted something bad enough? And we knew he was either saying wait or no, but we still went forward and we got hurt. And if there is children that come from the situation, it now becomes a lifelong ordeal. So what I'm trying to say is you don't know where your spouse is coming from and you can't rely on that checklist. Why? Because oftentimes we can't figure out what, what makes us tick. Come on, nobody's got themselves all figured out. I know people that have actually gotten into psychology and psychiatry to figure out themselves. It's unbelievable, but it's true. We can't figure out sometimes who we are, why we react a certain way. You know, the Lord understands us much more than we even understand ourselves. What does God say? Don't even trust your own heart. Trust him before you even trust your own heart. Why? Because the heart, even within us, it changes. And these days, we're seeing changes by the hour. We're seeing commitment change by the hour. You know, in the past, you could have friends for life. And maybe once or twice have an argument where maybe there wasn't any talking, but there was a commitment in that friendship. And now it's just so easy to write somebody off. So if God is saying to you, don't even trust your own heart, trust in him before you even trust in your own heart. How is it then you can figure out this person now that has somehow come into your life? How is it you know them? How is it that you know what's going to take place in their heart five years down the road. You know, I happen to know someone who appeared to have married his soulmate, and they had a good run for five years. I really did look like a match from heaven. You're almost envious. They never fought, went on vacations. They were always happy. It was incredible. 
to see that. But at some point during the fifth year, he was injured and now was filing for disability. Do you know within eight or nine months, she was already, she had already divorced him and married somebody else with money. He was in such shock over the betrayal, over the hypocrisy, over the facade that he ended up institutionalized for a little while. He didn't see it coming. And folks, there's, there's just a lot of masks on these days. You want to be very, very careful. Do not allow yourself to run with the ball out of loneliness. Don't fall for the trick of expecting somebody, come on guys, to be your mother. And to the ladies, you cannot expect to find someone to be the father that abandoned you. You're not looking for dad. And guys, you're not looking for mom. You're looking for your spouse. And I'll tell you what, God is wanting to clean up the baggage and get it all sorted out so that you're going in with the intention, as Christ says to the man, I want you to love her as I love the church so much that I would die for her. You want to talk about putting yourself on the back burner? But the Lord also promises the man that when you do that, I will answer your prayers. And if there's loose ends in the home pertaining to her, he promises to answer your prayers for you. And it has to be the same on the other side. She has to be committed, allowing you not to rule over her, but to be the spiritual leader. Knowing that she can trust you with spiritual discernment because you're going to be the spiritual leader in that house. And while she's sleeping and while the children are sleeping, the Lord may be getting you up in the middle of the night and may have you on your knees for about an hour for specific reasons and not for any other thing else in mind at the midnight hour. You know where I'm going with that? So folks, if you really want it to work, and if you're, you really want to be careful with setting yourself up for a heartbreak, you want to take some of this advice. And you know, God promises every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Okay? He will bring her to you. You don't have to go out there dating 50 women, searching and creating or making photocopies of a checklist for you to start marking off. It doesn't work that way. So relax in your faith. And if you feel in your heart that God is preparing you for marriage, let him complete the work that he began. Let him clean out the baggage. And God knows just how to bring things together where both are going to complement each other. And both may be completely opposite people. And it's amazing how that can come together if it's in God's blueprint. He perfects these things. And nobody can do it better than him. So let's go ahead and sum this up with prayer. Be at peace. Relax. Do it his way. And you're going to be much more satisfied. 
the likelihood of that maintaining and being able to stay together with longevity, no divorce, with children that don't have to be separated with between two different households and the whole nine yards, you know how that goes. Do it his way. And it's going to work out for you. Heavenly Father, I just lift up the listeners wherever this is going. And maybe, Lord, you have allowed these words to reach somebody that was just ready to dive in in a certain area that you may not want them to go. Or, Lord, maybe they're getting anxious and they're tempted to do things outside your will. Lord, I pray that you would give them a peace right now and let them know that you've got the best of intentions for them and that they can relax in this and they can just go to you and speak to you about it and talk about these things. Help them to realize that they need to be prepared in order for it to work out, to avoid a pitfall and to avoid broken hearts, to avoid any more scars. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And I thank you for the opportunity to be able to bring this message to your people. In Jesus' name, amen.